Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Lewis Tomlinson and it is King George weekend. A massive field of high quality horses turning up for what surely is going to be one of the races of the season. An absolute extravaganza <sighs> at Ascot. There's also the York Stakes, a couple of handicaps at Ascot to talk about. The Tats Gold Cup at the Curra on Sunday. We'll be reviewing last weekend's action that saw Joe Lyons win his second classic in Ireland of the season. We've even saw in the Irish Oaks. As per usual, I'm joined by James Watson to get stuck into all the action with me. Hello. 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 <laughs> you, sound, you sound slightly shocked that you're on a podcast then, lad. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I was too busy lost in your words and your very detailed description. Um, That's probably the best intro I've ever done. Normally it takes me at least three takes. And this was first take. That's probably why I was so surprised. Um, yeah, great. Not not the action that we I was expecting to have last weekend. It wasn't as enthralling as, as previous weeks. And I'm not exactly excited to, to look at the King George that much, really. It's normally it's a race that is in my opinion, one of the main races of the season. And it's it still will be because the superstar's out. But still, it's it's not a, a betting proposition race. Um, other than that, yeah, I haven't got a lot more to say. Yeah, I, I kind of had the plan, Jim. I, I wanted to go... When they, when, I, when the initial entries were out and they were out, I thought we could do, we could do a little horse-by-horse horse, separate episode on this. And then it came to deck stage and I thought, nah, we're not doing a seven-minute podcast. Oh, we should have just done it for, for laughs. Yeah, we had an all right weekend. Well, I had an all right weekend last year, uh, last year, last week. Tab Deed and Sinjari both put up, and that was the least amount of time or effort I'd ever put into prepping for a podcast. So I'm not sure I didn't whether... Too whether bad. Sorry? I didn't know too bad. What did you I, have up? I had... Uh, method, lovely even money. I told you it was going to win. <laughs> um, what's it? Uh, Tin Darley in the John Smith Cup. If you got five places, finishing fifth. Drew it a little drift to twenty fives. Uh, what else did I say? Not a lot more than that. <laughs> we'll let Watson have his even money winner. Then. What else did I say? Oh, my, my really strong fancy that in the John Smith Silver Cup, that Moonlight Spirit, that ran like a dog. So, yeah, I didn't have that good a weekend, did I? <laughs> Not as good as you. As per, brother. As per. Uh, the big race last weekend was the Irish Oaks. Even so, when I really, really fancied in his time. And you were right with that, though, mate, that she looked like she'd had an hard race on the last two starts. Nowhere near Rebeston. It was Joe Lyons' fear that could pick up the pieces. Yeah, and when you when you look back at it now, you sort of I sort of don't know why I didn't fancy even so that much because I've always she, she, she was sat in my tracker. I didn't even realise until the other day, um, until she won the race, and it came, I, there's no worse feeling than having a horse in your tracker that you forget about, and then it comes up even so finished first at the Curra. 720 or whatever it were with Colin Keane and that and I think that is the worst possible feeling in the world <laughs> because I completely ignored her I thought she'd be more up with the pace towards the race and, and, and she wasn't and uh, given another good ride by Colin Keane who's absolutely in flying form um, 
because we saw last time out that she dictated the pace a bit, well, or sat with the pace with Laburnum uh, of Aidan O'Brien's. And, yeah, I, I think she's a she's a cracking filly, but I think we're currently in a time of absolutely blossoming fillies. And uh, as Joe Lyons quite importantly said on Look on Sunday, would you like to run against Love in the uh, Yorkshire Oaks? And he said, absolutely not, which I absolutely don't blame him for. Um, nice filly, possibly not, possibly like second best to love. Maybe because we, we've been blessed this season to have um, such a good filly in love. Maybe it's taken the shine off even so possibly. But a good performance. KM Pepper's run better than I was expecting. Um, just, I think, once again, I think I was sort of right about this. I just don't think she had enough stamina for a mile and four. Maybe... I thought for a mile and three, maybe might have, as she was getting to that final furlong, she was slowly just beginning to tire a bit, and even so, stayed strongly and and outstayed her. I think I, I think Kay and Pepper's a certainly nice horse, and I think back down to a mile and two, she she'll be a lot more dangerous. She was she was ridden fairly prominently. She just sat behind the leaders. Um, my fancy in the race, Snow Lead, uh, looked looked still looked slightly green. And I think a step up in trip wouldn't be underappreciated. Yeah, I think I think a mile and six being being a relatives, um, you could even chuck it into that St. Ledger picture. I think on a breeding, um, or to be used as a team tactics horse, which we all know Ed O'Brien doesn't use. Yeah, I, I agree. On the day, no complaints. Even so, the best horse in the race on the day. And to be fair, there's no there's no particular reason why she wouldn't be expected to confirm form. Over course and distance, if they were to meet again, very strong at the finish for Colin Keane. Again, though, mate, it's a very middling. It's a very middling season. I think it's a very middling bunch of three-year-olds we've got at the minute. And without love, I'm not the. Uh, I'm not particularly excited about any fillies. One minute, there's a delivery driver at my door. <laughs> I'm back. I don't know what was being delivered. Uh, it's got my mum's name on it. I'm not going to open it. Uh, not like it should be anything dodgy or illicit, to my knowledge. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, KM Pepper. Is she a bit one-paced? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think she quickens. I, I and I think, think that'll leave her vulnerable in the, at the very top level against the very best fillies. Even, even over ten furlongs. It's a, it's a difficult one, because I think that she, I've always been of the opinion that I think a mile and two. I think I thought I just thought a mile and four stretch her, and I agree that she doesn't have that turn of pace as much. But maybe all right, and and she doesn't. But that's probably what's lacking her from being a top top at the top end of this division. Yeah, mate. Also at Curra uh, on the Saturday, Romanized back to winning ways in the Minstrel States first start for Ken Condon. Proper group on us, mate. I thought it was insane that Lancaster House was sent off odds on to beat him. Only mentioned Romanise on the preview pod. She's just a better horse than Lancaster House. You were getting a very, very decent price about him. And again, back to France next time. Looks like it makes sense. Yeah, certainly yeah. does. Um, even about the day before, it was Romanise was still three to one, and Lancaster House was even money. Um, 
cracking price, cracking ride, cracking performance. I think just the Aidan O'Brien hype put around Lancaster House. His, his win was good last time, but uh, not good enough against a better horse. And I, once again, I think the plan to go to France is, is an acceptable, straightforward one. And uh, you wouldn't rule him out running a big race there, would you? No, not at all. Uh, Twilight Payment and Master of Reality 1-2 for Joseph O'Brien and Lloyd Williams. Surely Melbourne. The plan for them. And they've not done much talking about two-year-olds so far this season, Jim. Uh, but Laws of Indices, 66-1 winner of the railway stakes. Probably not the strongest two-year-old group two you'll ever see. But did it quite well. Yeah, I, I, was, I was impressed. Um, I, I, no one was really expecting it, were they, to be honest? Uh, as, as the price showed and... Um, one uh, beating a Jesse Arrington horse last time out, uh, having looked green and needed the run on debut, but certainly good good impression. Um, as we said, I'm, I'm not exactly being brought down with anything in the two-year-old division yet this season. I was really looking forward to the performance of Wembley on the, early on in the card, uh, who finished behind Hudson River first time out. Probably would have beat Hudson River if had a better run, but. Uh, he got his he got beat by Kevin Manning and Jim Bolger's Max Winley. Um, maybe that's just a nice horse. But I, like you said, we haven't talked a lot about the two-year-olds because there's not exactly been a lot that's shouted at me and dominated anything, really. Well, that was going to be my next question, mate, was going to be which two-year-olds have taken your eye most this season. If I had to push you, there are a couple who I think might be worth mentioning. Go on, you, you fire away while I just have a quick thing. Well, I think the obvious one's tactical. Yeah. Oh, I think it's the best we've seen this season. Looks a lovely, straightforward cult. You know, winner at Royal Ascot, then a winner at the July meeting. For me, he's a standard setter so far. For the... mm-hmm. I also rather like the one-two from the Newmarket Maiden on Saturday. Uh, Guru and Maximal. Guru just got up in the dying strides. I think they're both group should be listed or at least group quality animals. Uh, a bit of a lower level. Got a lot of time for Mucker. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Huge fan of him. Hope he'll be winning. And I think it was a listed race he won last time out, was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was at York and, and a possible Nunthorpe's being mentioned around. That'll be fun. He'd be up there. Uh, not particularly much. I was a huge fan of Carter. And he let me down. He let me down in the July stakes, which I was a little bit disappointed with. It's come um, to me. It's come to me. Go on. The Tinkler horse that won the national stakes. You better believe it. You better believe it. I, th- I think he's got to be in a nice progression in him. I think keeping down to five and six furlongs, he didn't exactly pull away as much as I'd have liked, but apparently he didn't take a quick succession of racing that well. Um I think they're going for something at York with him. It might be the is it the Roses or something like that. Uh, and then they, he said he'd, he'd like to take it, take him to Doncaster. So he's a horse I quite like. It's the thing with him that stood out for this season is he look he still looks like he may be a better three year old. He's got quite a bit of shape about him, and I'm sure we'll talk about another two year old who or she Murphy rode at the weekend who I am I'm a fan of, but I think most of the country are to be brutally honest. Go mate, who's that? Method. Of course, yeah. I mean, 
going forward with Methogen, because I know I know you really like him. What would you see him as being long term? Would you be trained? Would you be trying to make him into a Guinness Arsenal next year? Win the Commonwealth Cup with him. I agree. Go down that route. I don't see him as a miler at all. No, and I, I know that uh, on his, I think he's on his damn side that he, he stays. He's, he's got jumpers in the family. I think that stayed three miles and so. But I think he's got a hell of a lot of speed. This fella. Um, I, I think they just need to. I hope they do this because we've seen this season that they've, in the nicest possible way, they've sort of ruined the horses' season by trying to make them into milers. Um, I, th- I think the six furlong program is is go six and five furlong is better than what it's been in previous years, and, uh, and I think that they should keep horses like method to, to these rather than trying to stretch him. Um, he's absolutely bossed this. Uh, Rose Bowl stake hardly come off the bridle. Um, the time wasn't anything special, but it was more the visual impression. Impression in the end, Mighty Gurkha's run a cracker once again. Uh, that Windsor Castle form's beginning to stack up a fair bit, and I, I think Methods a nice horse. And I wasn't when Mighty Gurkha won first time out. I, I thought everyone was going mental because it won by so far. However. I wasn't as taken because I didn't think it was a very good race. And he sort of exceeded my expectations in, in some aspects because I thought nice he'll be tuned up to the ear balls by Archie Watson to be ready a first time out. But he's run a good race here over six furlongs. Um, I think the first two are nice horses, but obviously Method, hopefully they'll, they'll aim for the Commonwealth Cup next season. And Method links in quite well with, with, with the Phillies as well because obviously he beat Fev Rover. First time up at Donny She went and won the Star Stakes this week. Very, very aggravating to have a horse as likeable as her, named after Featherston Rovers. As a fast <laughs> lad. Unhappy there. But, yeah, it's, it's, it gives me a very much internal conflict. Any fillies, Jim? She'd probably be my only one at the minute. Um, and, and If you weren't impressed with that performance, you need to go and put yourself in a dark room and think about what you've done. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's pretty special. Because um, I thought she would beat with three furlongs to go, and she's kicked in another gear, and I think she's better than Dandala, and you have seen your 1,000 guineas winner. That's such a bold claim, mate. That's such a bold claim, mate. You know, you, you know me. Oh, no. I mean, at least we've got a tagline for episode now. Yeah. Jim picks his guineas winner. I've got the winner Mate. of the 1,000 guineas. Do you have a prize? Uh, I can have a gander. If you keep jabbering on for a bit, I'll I'll find yeah. it. Go and find the prize, mate. Uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. My, my cousin's brother plays for Fev. Does he? He does. He does. I went, even in my year at school, he's a good lad, to be fair. Uh, and yeah, he's my, he's, he's my cousin's brother, but he's not my cousin. Do you know what I mean? Half over 50s. Is that is that this year's Paisley Park? I think well, it's been a long time between drinks and Paisley Park. Um, <laughs> yes, I get Satahi's twenty five, but Fev Rovers fifties. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I might I might have a quid on Jim. Fly Miss Helen's thirty three, who won at the weekend as well. 
Times Girls a sprinter. Dandala's 20s. Mar Beautiful's 25s. I think she runs this weekend. And I certainly think that Fevrova's overpriced in the 1,000 guineas market at the minute. I agree with that. I agree. She shouldn't be double the price of Satahe. I might have to have a play later on tonight. Up the facts. <laughs> As we move on to uh, this weekend's action, and it is the King George, obviously it's, you know, barring the derby, probably the most prestigious race any horse can win in Britain. Uh, and they bet general best prices. 15 to 8 in Abel, 100 to 30 Japan, 11 to 1 Anthony Van Dyke, 12 to 1 Sovereign. And where are the rest of them, Watson? <laughs> and, um, well, if, if we look at the original field, it was, it was mostly just John Gosden. Well, it, mostly. It was John Gosden and Aidan O'Brien. Um, disappointing turn. I don't think it's that disappointing. Uh, people keep banging on about, uh, oh, it's only four runners and stuff. Well, but, I, I, I think it... I don't think it was disappointing at the entry stage. I think a lot of people were upset going, oh, it's only two trainers. But I made the case on Twitter. Look at the horses that are rented. The only horse you could reasonably add to, the, to add to it that might have a chance of winning is Gayaf. Yeah, I who, agree with you. Who is likely to be more suited by York, and that's where they're going to go with him. Entirely fair. I'd be doing the same if I was Appleby. Sticking Defoe or Communique in this doesn't add anything really, does it? You know, adding like we were on like I were on about with the Oaks when people were saying it was a weak Oaks field. It was a small field for the Oaks. But having a couple, you know, five more hundred rated fillies doesn't make the depth any better. Uh, I, I felt that way at the entry stage, but I am disappointed only four us stood the ground. You know, I'd have loved I'd have been a hell of a lot more excited if Magical was here rather than Japan. Yeah, but if you think, well, as well, if you chuck in Deirdre, she's the only other one you could probably chuck in, and she will probably go to Goodwood to renew her crown. So, I think, I, I'm happy with it. It's. Um, I'd like to see way to Paris. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't venture over, would they? The French. Don't tend to venture over that often unless you're Andre Fab. I don't know, mate. I'd, I'd rather have been with him than Japan. Anyway, let's let's stop talking about uh, imaginary races <laughs> <laughs> and, and focus on the actual King George. Uh, not a single horse in the King George has won a race this season. Enable Anthony Van Dyke, both runners up to Gayaf in Group Ones. I mean, at the prices, Jim, enable around two to one on. It's not backable, is it? But she it, probably wins. Can I just alert everyone, if they're still listening to this, the Betway are 8-15. to 15. It's almost 2-1 to one on. Um, that, that's the best I've got here. 15 uh, yeah. pound. Yeah. Um, I think... Well, we all know who a naval is and what, and what she brings. And I think I'm going to say something possibly... Ludicrous once again, so we can add this to the title as well. Ha! Would you retire Enable after three King Georges? No. We'll move on from that then. <laughs> <laughs> because go out on a high. Oh, you really love retiring horses. 
because I, I genuinely, I can't see her winning the, the art this year. As much as I would really love to see her, I cannot see her winning it. And if she goes out, if she doesn't win it in France, in the arc, then everyone will be all down and, and oh, boo. But if, if she wins this, everyone will be like, yes. And then John Goldston turns to the camera and goes, we're drawing stumps, that's it. Because um, has ever, any horse ever won three King Georges? I don't know. We're I don't know. In time, probably, and I'm sure there's some great. I can find out. But there's some... But I think this would be a nice thing to end on. If I'm oh, being honest. Mate. Um, I'm not saying that they should. And I'm all for keeping her running. But I think she'll win this. And hopefully she'll she'll go to the Yorkshire Oaks and take on Love. And it's a shame she'll just go and get spanked by you. And out of the three O'Briens, you mean, I mean, Ryan Moore was quite positive on Japan in his interview the other day. He's a, he's a horse I loved. And can I put point this out, I'm sick of people criticising Ryan Moore and the, in, his interview styles, he's his own person, he's not Frankie Vittori he's not O'Sheen Murphy, he's Ryan Moore and that's how he is and if you don't like it, ignore it I don't think he cares that Brian from Wolverhampton sat on Twitter and telling him I don't like his attitude, he's not bothered he's riding the Fuck best you, Brian. He's, <laughs> he's riding the best horses in the world for the best people earning arguably the most amount of money and he's a superb jockey. Let him go a bit, please. I agree completely. I, I, I quite like that Ryan's got quite a sort of dry sense of humour as well. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I love what his attitude going into interviews is to roll his eyes. I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's brilliant. And not like I say, and what happens out of the weekend, people, Ryan, Ryan takes all this criticism on board, he comes out, you know, singing and dancing and juggling and people are going... Stop trying to be Frankie Ryan. <laughs> I've he seen can't win. Yeah, I've seen him at Haydock many a time on a like a Thursday afternoon where no one's there. And he's playing around it paradering with Tom Dascom. Like Yeah. He's, he's hula hooping. He's doing backflips. <laughs> when the cameras are off, Jesus Christ, it's like Chinese State Circus when Ryan Moore's around. I'm not going that far, but <laughs> <laughs> he's he he is a I, I, I'm probably he's an ideal person for connections to have on board. I'm sure his race analysis is superb, and it's clear because he's got his job at O'Brien's. And I'm just sick of people slating him because he's quite clearly a top jockey and an even topper man, if that's a word. Yeah, and sometimes it's fun to put Matt Chapman in his place. As a uh, <laughs> as he should be sometimes. Him. No horse has won the King George three times. Wow. No horse has done that. Enable's done it twice. Two more have done it twice. Swain in 97 and 98. And Dahlia in the uh, in 73 and 74. But no horse has won the King George three times. Saying that though, Jim, I don't see the point in retiring her. I don't like the way how you say it. I can't see her winning the arc. Because that's why she's been kept in training. And over a mile four, Gayoff still has to improve past her. She's still the one who has the form there proven at the trip. You know what I mean? I don't see why... If I was Team Gosden, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, well, Gayoff's done us in the eclipse. 
he'll do us again in the arc. He'll go, no, these are different circumstances and these are ones that bring out the best in us, whereas Sandown didn't. I mean, this isn't the arc. She should win this. She, she should, should win this. She should, but... And, and I'm, I'm sure she probably will. And it's nice to see that Buick and O'Shea and Murphy have got the riders on the other O'Brien horses. Um, it'll be interesting tactics-wise. Sovereign might go forward and do an Irish derby. Anthony Van Dyke will probably be plugging on like the big old chugging boat he is. Uh, and uh, Japan, you never know with Japan. He's taken a couple of times to get warmed up in previous seasons and, and maybe it could be the same. Hey, you, you wouldn't rule it out. But if an he's a weird horse though, isn't he? I quite like the fact that he's a bit mythical, if that's the word I want to... As it's another O'Brien horse is called. We've talked far too long on this. Enable wins. Sorry. No, I, I'd like to talk about Japan a little bit. What do you make of his season so far? Is he? I've I've just been disappointed by him. And I know he takes takes time to come to hand. And I do feel like he's slightly better over this trip. But my criticism before of, of him before he won the Judmont last year was that I felt he was a bit slow. And I, I did, you know, I'd, I'd have been going for the ledger rather than the Judmont if he were mine. So I was surprised he was quick enough to do that. That really impressed me, and he ran a really good race in the arc. But this season again, he, he's looked slow, and I'm just a little bit. I don't know where I place him, mate. I don't so think I, I don't know anymore what he's best at. I think uh. he likes to get his toe in a bit. Um, and, and the ground last time was rattling and the ground at Ascot was it was recorded as good but I think he wants a bit of softish and I know he won the Judmont on good ground but I, I just feel like he, he if it well if the weather's anything like me at the minute at Ascot I think he might be a bit closer to Enable than anything maybe at the price like I'm, three to one I think it's a fair enough price about Enable there's not many people going out there on it. 11 to 4 in everywhere, barring one place. Um, but I, I think 3 to 1 is a fair price. And if it stays like that, I will probably end up back in Japan. I'd rather back Tony at 11s. Easily. <laughs> I was thinking, Tony, is that someone else from Wolverhampton or something? <laughs> 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 I think thinking, who's Tony? Nah, Tony Van Dyke. Uh, the hard week was a strange race the hard week was a strange race and even though things didn't go to plan for him for that uh, you could probably say he didn't uh, even in the circumstances maybe slightly disappointed but there are clear excuses as to why he was as far down the field as he, as he was his one in the coronation cup behind Gayaf was was very very decent uh, I don't think there's loads between him and Japan. There's only look. There's only a point between them in ours. Japan's rated 122. Anthony Van Dyke's rated 121. You're getting around what eight points between them in the market. And AVD's beat him as well, hasn't he? But in the derby last season. Yeah, the only time they've met AVD finished ahead. Obviously, Japan's a better horse now. I don't think Anthony Van Dyke has regressed, though, particularly. That's, I, I just think that's, that's as good as the derby was last year. And I think his Coronation Cup second is better than anything Japan's done this season. Mm-hmm. 
So for me, I, I would definitely rather back Anthony Van Dijk at eleven to one than Japan at a hundred to thirty. Betting without the favourite, are you? I could do. That might be an interesting play. That might be an interesting play because Japan is probably going to have to try and scrap with an able. He's not going to be able to come, you know, from behind in a sweeping move. Whereas AVD can pick up pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if Japan goes out to have a scrap with an able and it takes it out of them within the half, you know, within half a furlong from the post, Anthony Van Dyke's style is perfectly poised to be you know, just gaining and gaining and maybe nabbing for second without ever looking like winning the race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no market, markets up for bet without an able yet, so I don't know. I'd be interested, mate, and uh, Sovereign uh, Melbourne Cup. Simple. Won't win that. The big handicap uh, on the card at Asker is at 2.25. It is a Moe and Shandon international stakes where he's raising sand that's number one question don't know what to do without my old mate in a race like this um Nibet best price is nine to two blue mr fav ryan moore and roger charlton seven to one ibere 11's mutamar six 14's cliffs of capri ishase and gin palace as is vale of kent 16's chief of chiefs and kaiser soze 18 to one bar them competitive jim Maybe a little bit of a lower quality renewal of this race than we're used to. Uh, where have you landed? Um, well, you've got to respect Blue Mist. Uh, he was unlucky last time, but the five to one's not a price I want to be backing in these sorts of races. I have to uh, admit, mate, I when I first had a look at the price for this, my first reaction was, Jesus Christ, you've made Blue Mist fav again. Really? When's this going to stop? Um I think Muta Marsic, that wasn't his true showing last time out uh, in the Bombery Cup. He ran well in the Buckingham Palace previously. I think um, if he's bounced back from that poor run in the Cup, I think he'll run better. We saw his performance. But I, I think the uh, Buckingham Palace race at Royal Ascot is where I'm going to get a form line from with Shalia. I think Shalia's overpriced at 20s. Uh, Exterm at Weldarga Khan won a listed race. And as I saw, as I tipped a horse last week, weekend in uh, Tindale or Tindale, uh, that was Exterm at Weld uh, for David O'Mara. He's only had the three starts for him. He's been campaigning most of his life over seven furlongs to a mile. Drops to a six here, um, which I think's interesting. He's normally ridden, held up midfield. Um, and I think a strong, strongly run six furlong, especially with that stiff uphill finish, might he might be flying late. I, th- I think there, there could be a fair bit of pace in the race. Um, he beat Ebury home last time in the Buckingham Palace, and there is a 12-point difference, which makes me think that he's slightly overpriced at 20s. Um, he's £4 better off than his fifth at Ascot now. I mean, run sort of disappointed there. I would have quite liked to have seen a bit more from him next time out. But Marquand booked. I just feel like there's a bit of juice in his price at, at 20 to 1 at the minute. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, mate. There the, are the two. Do you know what? I'm, I, I was kind of struggling looking at this face. It won't be one I'll be playing. Summer Gandon, uh, Summer Gandon Racing Sandan 
in a handicap at Ascot, what do you do? <laughs> Don't pick anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll move. We'll, we'll move on. We'll leave that Jim's had his selection. Uh, no, Brian, mate, uh, uh, Brian Epstein's in it. Ah, he was poor last time, and he's not being decked. Verboten. Neither of them are decked, mate. I mean, I, I, I'm only on odds checker at the minute. Uh, no, final decks are in. Neither of them are running. Uh, Spanish City. Roger Varian. Uh, Ray Dawson claiming five. Uh, ran well third in the Wokingham on his first start this season. Didn't run badly in the Bunbury Cup even midfield there. I say Ray Dawson, what it means he comes in this off 94. He's at OR, he's 99. Good place for him in big handicaps as well. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's been there, done it in this sort of race, 16 to 1, sort of 18 to 1 best price, is reasonably fair for him. Uh, he's, been, he's been placed in the same race over C and D before in the past in September, fifth in it last year, 20, uh, 20th, 4th, sorry, <laughs> in it the year before. Uh, in fact, he was, he was sixth in this race two years ago. Ran well first time up, really good record at Ascot, fair mark, he's a reasonable each way price. And down in trip, I don't mind Jim Palace, who's been progressing really well for Eve Johnson Horton this season. Again, Eve Doby takes, Eve Doby, George Doby takes five off. Run both his starts this year. The caveat with him, he's been doing all his winning over a mile and has looked strong at the finish. But he's one of the ones going the right way here, and he's a, he's a little bit of a different angle. Where I say there's a lot of a, a lot of regulars in this sort of race, and I think a lot of the, the regulars of oh, Blue Mist, he's got to be Cliff Horse of 2020 so far. He wouldn't have been far off last movie. season. And I'd, I'd, you, you'd be wanting to take him on. You'd be wanting to take him on. The three-year-old Ashazi. Again, Shake Hamdan had an absolute worldie in these sort of races. He won last time out at Sandown, midfield in the Britannia. Could give him a decent chance as well at 14. He's a little bit of a different angle. And I don't want to be looking for one of the ones that keep, you know, one of the ones that keep bashing their heads against each other, if it makes sense. I know I've just put Spanish City up as, a, <laughs> as, as, as an overpriced one in this, but he's 18. Not blue mist. Yeah, I, I echo your thoughts. And I mean, Musa Musa Marcy could be my one towards the head of the market, um, but once again, I think Chile is massively overpriced. Yeah, that's fair. We all laugh as blue mist goes and wins. Uh, York Jim, the York Stakes, decent races. El Arkham and Telecaster. At the head of the betting, five to two for El Arkham, seven to two Telecaster. Then you can get thirteen to two Aspatar, seven to one Fox Chairman, eight Regal Reality, tens Lord, uh, sorry King of Comedy, and twelves Lord Glitters. Good group two for level. Listen, El Arkham and Telecaster, both very capable of winning this. Are either of them your selection? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the latter horse is is probably going to be my selection in this. You mentioned. I'll talk about the favourite first. You mentioned El Arkham's Hardwick Stakes. Um, it was a funny race, as you said, and Jim Crowley was riding El Arkham as if he stays a mile and four every day of the week. 
uh, even though it was quite a big question mark going into the race. And he kicked for home going for coming around the bend and, and just tired. He wasn't good enough. Uh, he's a better horse at York, as we've seen in previous years. I, I think he would have been a lot closer if he got a uh, clearer run in the Judmont last season uh, and won this race last year. Um, I, I think Carson Distance is is right up his street and I think five to two is a fair enough price if you like him. I won't put you off him. Um I just think Telecaster's got a bit more he's now getting going properly. Uh, I thought that third at Haydock in the Brigadier Gerard was a, a a good very good performance. Uh as we've seen the winners come out since and uh won Lord North sorry's won uh Ascot and uh it, I know he was behind El Arkham, but that was his reappearance telecaster. And we saw towards the end of last season that he was just regressing slightly. And maybe that Epsom derby did break him, as, as Huey Morrison was talking about. Um, he, I think stepping step back in the right direction in France, he did a lot wrong in that Haydock race as well. He sweated up before the start, looked all revved up, and he still got run a fair enough race on the far side. I think... He's had a, he, he's got the confidence booster back. We saw him in the Dante last season at York. He acts over the trip uh, and the distance. Uh, the trip and the distance, that's the same thing. Course and distance. <laughs> Superb analysis. Um, I just feel like 72 is more generous. Um, I think 52 is a fair enough price about Alarcan, but I, I was expecting Telecaster to possibly be slightly shorter. I think I'd agree with you at the market spot on. In that proven form, Alarcan probably just has a little bit in hand of Telecaster. But you can see that there might be room for improvement in Telecaster. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he's, you know, a point bigger. Two very, very similar horses. There was so little between them first time up this season. Obviously, Telecaster went and won in France after that, like you said, I can see why they tried to run El Arkham in the Hardwick. Got the tactics horrifically wrong. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was never a threat. Back down to this trip, you know, he won this race last year, and he's probably his career best, you know, was when he was third in the Judmont. He probably would have won that with a clear run. Mm, and, and the I, race, think, I think Japan would have always found a bit more. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I can I can see why you say that. Bear in mind as well, his racing this last season was probably better, actually. He beat a Dave on soft ground by over yeah, three lengths. There's not many horses who do that. No. And, but Alarcom's a horse I've never, ever, ever been able to get right. Um, I thought he was going to be a cracky three-year-old. Uh, disappointed in Ireland. Um I don't think I've ever backed him and he's won. <laughs> That's super. I really fancied him to win the Brigadier Gerard first time out and he, and he let me down. Um, I, I just feel like... I trust. Maybe I trust Telecaster more than Ilarkan. Oh, I don't know why you'd say that. But neither do I because Telecaster can't lose many as many bad runs as he has good, really. Yeah. Um. I'm going to stick with the fav, mate. Fractionally. I wouldn't, you know, this isn't a strong, a strong case. I would not be surprised if Telecaster won. 
We've only talked about the top two in the market, actually, and it's a deep race for the level. It's a proper group two. Uh, no mugs in this at this level. Aspetar's a group one winner. You know, it's worth bearing that in mind, that over in Germany last season. That was over a mile four second behind the French horse, Magni at stand down on his seasonal reappearance. Fox Chairman was third in that race. Again, a horse we quite liked last season. Didn't really see the best, see much of him. All the best of him as a, as a three-year-old. Always looked like a sort of horse who might be slightly better at four. Maybe not quite happened yet, but you can see why the potential remains him in. A regal reality and king of comedy are head cases. <laughs> and uh, Lord Glitters, uh, lovely to see him back out. Obviously, the horrible news about his owner passing away this week as well. Uh, that would be a very touching victory for him, but I think he might be slightly up against it nowadays. Yeah, can I put Regal Reality and King of Comedy in the fruitcake part? Definitely. Definitely. That's that's completely where you're allowed to use a Terminator. It's just where, it's when a horse slightly drifts to the left and you go, nutter! Is, is, is Gaussian still in the fruitcake category? Uh, don't know. I don't know. Because I think it's harnessed. You know what I mean? Well, it's quite clearly not. No, Goshen's Goshen is controlled aggression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go, go, was regal reality a cure of comedy? Just don't know what they're doing sometimes. So if you push someone over who you don't like, you go, "That's controlled aggression." Is that all right then? Uh, not really, but I don't understand your point. Oh, it doesn't matter. It sounded better in my head than what it came out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, do you know what? I, I, I can, I can leave. I can have Goshen being a borderline nutter, but that's the same thing. Every front runner to use a nutter. Not every front runner. A Larkham for me. Telecaster for me. We'll take each other on. Happy days. Uh, Sunday at the Curragh. There's another group on the Tattersalls Gold Cup. Three-year-olds can win in it this year. Makes it a little bit more interesting. And a breast price. Uh, five to four on for Magical. What a filly she is. Aidan O'Brien. Four to one to her stable mate, Magic Wand. Eight to one her stable mate, Tiger Moth. Eight to one her stable mate, Armoury. Ten to one her stable mate, Vatican City. And then you can also get tens about Buckhurst, Leo de Fiore, and Mad Moon. Fourteen to one bar them, including Sir Dragonet, who was also entered in the King George. If they run Sir Dragonet over ten furlongs rather than in a five runner King George, which is what he would have been if he turned up. Oh, Coolmore, Aiden. He's a mile and a half horse. Just get a grade mm. one under. under. But he won't win this. He's, a, he's barely even listed class over ten furlongs. If I if Sir Dragonet runs in the title all in Gold Cup, my head's gone. <laughs> my head's oh, gonna go. It's gonna be carefully selected all over again. Stop giving a horse a stupid campaign. Feel better now you've got that off your chest? Slightly, mate. Uh, I love Magical, and well, she should win this on all known form. I, I think it's fairly simple. Um, we saw in a reappearance, it was a very good, satisfactory reappearance. Um, you can't see anything in this really getting close. You, you can see your Magic Wands finishing second. I'm lucky if I see Mad Moon back. Um, Hopefully he's retained a bit of ability. 
uh, from last season. I know he didn't exactly end on the, on the strongest foot, but uh, hopefully he's still going all right. Yeah, Tiger Moth, we both fancy for the derby. Um, he ran well behind Santiago. Uh, just, I won't exactly have him stepping back down in trips straight away. Uh, but I think it's Magical's race to lose. And, and 4 to 5 at the minute is a fair enough price about her and, and get get her all matched up in your doubles and trebles. Would you rather back her than enable? Yes, I would. I agree. At the price, I think a shade over even money. I don't think there's loads between them, mate. I don't know yeah, enables yeah. continues to smack her about, but I think it'll be closer this year if they met. Yeah, I still feel like Magical could progress a slight bit more, whereas I think Enable's consistently hitting the same level. Yeah, that makes sense. And look, she was planned to be retired at the end of last season, brought back into training. She was due to be covered by Nona Never, I think. And in the end, you know, the team were persuaded by what she'd been showing to keep her in training. Her winning the Pretty Polly last, last time out was absolutely a... Devastating, really. And I think it's hard to see her beaten here. Who follows her own, mate? Uh, as, as I said, I think Magic Wand. I think I think Tiger, Tiger Moth. And you really wouldn't roll out a 1-2-3 for O'Brien, would you? 1-2-3-4-5-6, however many horses he runs in the race, you won't roll out. No, you're right on that. I'm a fan of Tiger Moth. I liked him for the Irish Derby. He was second at 11-1. to 1. He's 8-1 to 1 for this. Must be a bit of an ask. I don't think the Irish Derby, like I said, we called it a glorified listed race. Which might have been slightly harsh at the time. But for a Group 1, that's not the strongest Group 1 form you will ever see. I think probably the form of Buckhurst and Leo de Fury is as good as what Tiger Moth did, if not slightly better than what Tiger Moth did in the Irish Derby back down in trip. I could see that being a slight problem. I do like Buckhurst. Big fan of this horse for Joseph O'Brien. Got a very, very, very tidy turn of foot for a horse that runs over this trip. You know, I think he's got, what, three or four group group two wins to his name now? <sighs> Maybe, mate, he'd be the, he might be second best here. Yeah, I mean, I won't put you off. Um, it's not, it's... I mean, it's picking Aidan O'Brien or Joseph O'Brien, or which seems to be a, a, a regular occurrence nowadays, but, and he'll probably run well. Um, Ten to one's probably a, a decent enough price. I, I just worry that Buckhurst against your Tiger Moth getting the weight difference. I, I think I'd rather be on with him. Career best from Leo De Fury last time out, Jim. Again, would it take much for him to make the free? Um, I, th- I think he'd need to step up once again. I know, I know his, his victory the last time was, well, he showed he'd certainly progressed into the, his career, uh, four-year-old career, winning that beating fleeting, but you've got to question the form of that race. He's he pre- previously been beaten by Buckhurst and beaten by Norway, near for all last season. He's He's got to continue to progress a bit more. Um I, I, I genuinely, I, I think Magic Wand will be second and Tiger Moth will be third. I agree, Magic Wand will be second. I agree. I think, I think she's. I think Magical's clearly the best one, and I think Magic Wand's clear second best. Uh, the two AOB three-year-olds. I don't know. I think Armory's worth a crack at this trip. When he was entered in the Derby, we all thought no go to France. 
And then when then he ended up going to Neva. Uh, he was a really decent two-year-old. And he looks like 10 furlongs overwhelming with his remit. I'd actually prefer him than Tiger Moth. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was a yard other than Ballydoyle that took third spot in this. No, I, I can't see this. I think he's, it's, it's a Ballydoyle massacre. That makes you sound horrendous. No, it's a not a massacre. Doyle, a a Ballydoyle massacre. Christ. I, <laughs> I do not condone that Ballydoyle massacre horses. Oh, brilliant, mate. Uh, any other handicaps or all you want to mention at the weekend or any other uh, race? Hilton uh, Brooks in at, uh, at York on uh, Wednesday, is it? On Bill, Bills and Brooks somewhere. Uh, yeah, uh, there's the race. yeah, and it's Goodwood next week. Uh, looking forward to that. Carlos Felix, he's running on Sunday. He was impressive last time out at Ascot. He's around six to one. He's a fair enough price, I think. One more running a handicap and uh, maybe a step up in, in class will probably come from that. Um, he's also entered on Saturday, Carlos Felix. Um, your hands out on Saturday as well. He's a horse that was I, I was taken with his performance at, at Sandown, and he's a likable horse. He'll, he'll put his head down and he'll try try for you. And he's around four to one, five to one. I think he's. That's in the good the good three year old handicapper Asker uh, Sar. Fab for that good race there. Uh, Dance fever even in sun also entered. Yeah, uh, I, I think um, Johan will run. He'll run fair, fairly well enough. Um, He's consistent enough, I think. Um, I mean, Sar could was once thought of as a, as a Derby prospect, and he's, maybe he's not quite lived up to that. And other than that, there's the the Pat Edry Sticks, uh, Twassol, who was impressive in the Woodcuts, entered in that. Uh, William Bly, the bit of form mounting up with him. Saint Lawrence is is heading the market in that, but I, I, I like the performance of Twassol. He did, I thought he did more wrong than good, and he still got his head in front last time out in the woodcut. I think he's he's got a decent enough chance, but yeah, I mean other than Shalia, Telecaster, uh, and probably Carlos Felix, wherever he turns up, they'll probably be my main three. Although we've still got to do our rate in the races, yeah, haven't we? We have your mate Bombproof in the he's, Ascot handicap on the Sunday at one fifty-five. That is just called the Ascot handicap. Uh, like I said, Bills and Brook, it's a valiant state she's running in. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. Uh, 305 at Ascot. Miss O'Connor, still unbeaten. He's second from there, Agincourt as well. Galleon's entered as well. Is he? 415 at Ascot on Sunday. And Jim Crowley is booked. So that's our turf talk. Horse to follow with uh, Thomas Pearson. Yeah. So, so he's exciting. He's, he's actually got. Jim Crowley book, so we might actually see him return. Lump on, lump on. His form, well, the Nazif form looks brilliant now, doesn't it? Yeah, certainly does. He, he's carrying nine stone eleven from what I've just read. Uh, it's certainly a bit off. Go on, sorry. Go on, no, I was only saying he's rated eighty-seven. I was just saying it sent me a bit off kilter as well that the lyric stakes is on Sunday. So I'm not. I've worked that for time form a lot on course, probably three or four times, and it's always like. Spandau Ballet are always there on Friday night. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit weird having that race without, you know, without seeing people who are 
you know, the most obvious concert race night crowd you would ever see. I think my grandma went to see Tom Jones. I've got uh, a story about stuff like that. Go um, on. I went to watch one of my granddad's horses that I haven't really mentioned, but Thorough Old Lady is a two-year-old. They ended up selling it to Bahrain. Um, won a nice handicap at York, but on second start at Haydock, um, they only had two owners' badges, and and they they took me, and I was only twelve. Um, but I don't think at this stage they didn't do under eighteen going for free. So I go to go in, and they went, "I've got a child. Can we get in for free?" Hoping that they'd say yeah, and they didn't. And they made my granddad. We only stayed for that for the one race and the man going to pay 30 quid and he was furious and he's hated this band ever since because steps were played <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we literally we came for the first race we left after the first race and I think if I remember rightly Thorough Old Lady won um, but he, he's, he's now hated steps ever since and hopefully there's no steps fans out there listening to this podcast <laughs> Watson's in it for everyone today. Brian from Wolverhampton's getting it. <laughs> Steps are getting it. He's not an happy man. Uh, rating the races, Nap Comp, Jim. I think we'll go Nap, Carlos Felix. The Simcock horses are only a lot better now. Well, I say that. I think the whole of Twitter had backed Fort Gans yesterday and he got beaten and it was Jamie Spencer's fault because he knew that everyone was on. So... <laughs> It puts his food on the table, Jim, apparently. I, I, I'd hope he puts food on the table. Where else would he eat it? Because <laughs> um, he's a weirdo if he sits on the couch with it. Sorry if I'm offending people. Sit at your tables and use knife and forks. Another slide to the list. Uh, I'm sweet. I've got big gobs on today. Um, Chalet is my next best. Uh, I think... Uh, as I've, as I've said, I think he dropped down to six. Might it'll either go one or two ways. He'll either run really well or not. Um, but I, th- I think on on form with form lines with Ebury last time, I, th- I think he's overpriced at twenties. He's, he, he's dropping to eighteens as we speak. Um, and my reserve will be Telecaster. I think he's got a really good chance. Uh, even though I won't put you off a lark. Uh. My nap, Jim, would come, like you mentioned in the pattern mistakes, it would be Toisol, Uh to win that. Really like what he did in the woodcut. Think it's a think he's a tidy two-year-old. Don't think the opposition is up to much. I think 100 to 30 is a very decent price. I'm going to be boring up at Magical up as my next best, even though she's even even money or shorter than that. That's how it is. Uh, she should go and win. I love the filly. And I hope she does the business. And my reserve, mate, I'm going to go to Goran on the Saturday. There's a listed race uh, for Phillies over a mile and six. Uh, Heliac. Yes. Yeah. Lions. Listed winner already this season. And I quite like the horse she beat in Fresnel, who I thought was a decent three-year-old last season. Probably didn't actually hit the heights I reckon she was going to. Yeah, you know, I, I, I might have. Uh, I don't think she ran in the Oaks, did she? I don't. I don't she know, she ran in the Musadora, and she ran fairly well. And then she ran in the Ribblesdale, and I backed her in the Ribblesdale at a huge price. Uh, I like that filly. Uh, and Heliac here, 
stepped up in trip, coming in off a hundred. Look, it's a list of race, no matter. But that's she'll probably be second favourite to the Dermot Wealth Horse, and she'll probably be my reserve. Yeah, have you got nothing at Bellius Town or anything random in a in a mare's bumper or anything? I've had a look, mate. Not particular this week. Because trust me, mate, I have been clutching. I, I have been clutching to find horses I like for this episode. Uh, it's not it's not one I'm particularly infused about. Uh, we're, we're selling the game brilliantly here, aren't we? But uh, yeah, if 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 I was, I, there won't be any five star max bets this weekend. I don't think. No. Not not for me, really, either. Just a few each way, please, and, and enjoy Enable and Magical. No, uh, we'll be back earlier next week to talk about Goodwood and Galway. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. There's a lovely Robin de Foray-shaped cliff. I'm sure I might be throwing myself off at some point next week. Uh, <laughs> that's really where all the good stuff is in the next seven days. Uh, We can't wait to get stuck into that. I'm sure we'll sound a little bit more enthusiastic. Uh, But thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Rating the Races for all their support, as per usual. Absolute legends over there. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll see you all again. See you later. (laughs)